1: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Talking Cup for this Tuesday night. I'm Gavin. With me, I have got Shani, I have got Keith. And I'm delighted to say, Dave from Dave Downey from the Blue Room Podcast, um, who's going to go through all things Everton with us a little bit later on tonight. We're going to talk about Wolves. We're going to talk about Everton. We're going to talk about a couple of the fixtures at the weekend, um, and anything else that comes in on the chat, um, we can talk about. There's no problem there. But we're going to start with Aston Villa. Um, an incredible run at home. I think they've won 13 games in a row at home or something like that. It's gone, it's stretching mm-hmm. back, to, back into last season. Um, went, to, went to Spurs at the weekend. Went to goal down. Looked a bit ropey. Mad high line, which we'll get on in a bit. Um, got back into it. Won the game and took advantage of Spurs, I suppose, missing a couple of players. Um, Keith, I'll come to you first. Um, the reason I want Gavin. to speak about them is, is because... You know, we're we're looking at the top of this league. I'm looking at we're looking at City, Liverpool, Arsenal, um, Newcastle, and um, maybe not Chelsea. They've dropped off, you know. But you look at you look at United, and you're thinking, do you, well, usual suspects, um, with Newcastle coming up on the rails very quickly um, over the last season or so. But is there a place here for the likes of a Villa to get in there and 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 rob a spot in the top four or grab a top? spot in the top four because like <clears throat> i know people are saying it's early in the season but it's not we're 13 yeah. games in they're winning home games they're winning big away games and they look like they're really settled on their own Emory. emery they look like they know what they're at if it's a bit risky at times yeah but they look a very settled well drilled
0: and threatening team when they come when you watch them play yeah i think they're a cracking team I think there is definitely a place for them in the top four because I think the the idea of there being now a what's it a big six or seven now I think that's a bit of a myth because I think Chelsea are obviously way off. We're expecting them to wake up at any minute, but they don't. Manchester United are not a great team. Um, they will probably finish in the top four, but they're certainly not. They're certainly gettable. I think well, spores, I don't trust them until they prove what I was, yeah. um, and I just think there is an opportunity there for an Aston Villa. I think the likes of Brighton, who've been sort of flirting with these higher positions over the last year or two, which is brilliant, you know. And and the Zerbi's a great coach, and they've got great players, and their their system is amazing, their scouting is amazing. Aston Villa are different. They've got, in my opinion, a really, really elite manager, a very underrated manager. I think his time in England has been tainted by his Arsenal stint, which they, they just got on him for saying good evening, and that was it. He was a laughing Followed stock, Vanger, and didn't he? Matter, Yeah, and no yeah. matter what he'd done, he, he was on a hiding to nothing. I think Ewan Emery is brilliant. I think he's proved it almost everywhere he's gone, um, and I think he's got the ideal type of club in england as in you wouldn't say right arsenal was a big job after wenger you wouldn't probably want them in some of the other teams but when he wow. gets in spain he done it with the sevilla's and the villa when you get a team that i just below that top tier that's his sweet spot and i think aston villa they have a few bob they have a good squad they've good players there and the thing that impresses me with them They've, right, they've, a great, they've great individual players. I think Douglas Luiz is one of the players of the season so far. I think he's been absolutely amazing for them. But not many people like him. <coughs> Emmy Martinez, I think, is a difference maker. And when you've got a keeper like him in goal, I think it always gives you a chance. I look at Arsenal, and the reason I think Arsenal will fall away is because I don't trust their goalkeepers. I think they're probably decent level, but they're not an Allison or an Ederson. And I think they're the sort of the game-changers that you need. The same Manchester United. On Anna head case, Um, Chelsea, you know, they spent all this money and they somehow got bleeding Robert Sanchez in goal. And, I think Aston Villa have a really good keeper. They've a really good defensive unit. They've a midfield that can defend and attack and then they've got Oli Watkins who is, while he is fairly streaky, he does do a lot, he does a lot of numbers, he does a lot of business. So, I think Aston Villa have a very, very good chance of breaking into that top Mm. four depending on what other teams do. Yeah.
1: Dave, um, i was listening to your podcast the other day and i think it was yourself mentioned something where you know you when you look at when you look at the teams around you where you think Everton should be are you used to you know <clears throat> compare them to you 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 said like villa in the midlands and i think it might have been sports in london yeah. and you know yeah. you, you look as an everton fan you always look yeah. where a villa where are <clears throat> sports you know the sort of way and you yeah. kind of yeah. take your mm. take your lead off that but you know Villa, Villa a while back were, were kind of like oh, they came into the league and they spent 160 million and they, mm-hmm. they stayed up on the last day and it was people like what are they at but they seen to really have their ducks in a row here with the players they brought in the players they've held on to in the likes of Douglas Luiz the manager they brought in he's brought in a style of play that is nearly seamless to what he had in the squad he hasn't gone mad on changing loads and loads and loads Yeah, he just it, I'm not saying that it's by chance but Villa just seem to have a direction that they're going in. Um, players that are really performing. They're missing probably the most experienced centre half, um, is out since August um, when they got beaten by Newcastle, maybe in the opening day of the season. Um, but and then you've Watkins that they just seem to play through all the time. They seem to have a real direction about them, Villa. And are they, have they got a squad good enough for the rest? Probably not. But they look as they look as drilled and focused as any as any team I've seen this season really.
3: Yeah. yeah, you're spot on. And I, I think the really interesting thing is that they're really nice to watch as well. I never thought I'd be mm-hmm. say, saying that about uh, Unai Emery Saar because it's traditionally known for, you know, a, a, a back-flat who who's going to keep a load of clean sheets throughout the season, but not necessarily score a load of goals themselves. I think when you watch them now, they're, they're really easy on the eye. Completely agree with what Keith was saying there, except I'd, I'd probably go a little bit further with Ollie Watkins. Because I think he's probably been one of the one of the best strikers in the Premier League for a year, eighteen months maybe. I remember we were heavily linked with him before he left. Um, Brentford wasn't it before yep. he went there? Yeah. <clears throat> and he came in relatively cheap. Looks looks too small, basically, for a side that is going to whip the ball in a lot. And um, you know they got Danny Ings is still there. they've got them him on the bench, haven't he? But with with Watkins. I just see somebody he who's he, he's clinical. Just one touch, shoot. One touch, shoot. If you look at that goal against Spurs, it's probably right inside what you what you expect from him when you see him play. Tielemann's played a lovely little ball into his, his left hand side, knocked it once, scores. Um, he he's that simple of a striker. He's very, again, very easy on the eye. Someone like that. But you, the the point you made there that I I said the other day, they it makes me feel jealous when I see. Uh, Villa where they are, it makes me feel jealous when I see Spurs where they are um, and the, for that, I mean Everton for many, many years, you guys probably wouldn't be as close as when it was said but it it was always referred to as Everton of the northern Spurs, Spurs of the southern Everton just simply because they were that midfield side they were that club that was always second best <clears throat> finishing fifth, getting in the Europa League um, <clears throat> I think I look at Aston Villa now and they're uh, probably a step higher up than that i tipped them at the end at the start of the season just thinking that everything they have seems relatively calm as well and i think that's a bit of an understatement if people with people saying that i think when you've got a club I'm typically ever to want to to throw at the front of the air uh, front of the queue right now in terms of a club that's going through any sort of crisis villa since they left got let go of gerard I think you're right what you said there. He's he, he got a little bit... I don't want to go against him here, but there was a little bit of luck that he had when he came in. Um, Emery, that is. And I think he's just enhanced what he had. You look at Pal Torres uh, uh, in defence. I mean, the lads he's brought in, the goalkeeper as well, completely agree with. i, I look at them and see solidity. It, it seems like they've just, like I think you said there, they got all the ducks in order right now. And, you know, the, t- the two points off the top of the league, are they? I mean, that is, that's quite ridiculous when you're 13 games in. I think it's been exciting as Everton, taking away the Everton stuff. It's been, we're in a position now where the league is really, really exciting. I mean, you mentioned how shit United have been. But they're only six points off top
0: now. It's... Um,
3: I could, I could, definitely see in them fourth, fifth, sixth. You also mentioned Brighton a little bit there, um, and deserve as well. He's doing a fantastic job. I think the problem, he, <clears throat> the problem he's got is the best players they end up with are going to be bought. That that just seems to be what's going to happen there. I think you've got one of the ta- one of the most exciting new strikers in, in Evan Ferguson. He looks outstanding. That kid. Um, so you know those that sort of. Top six, I think it's you could probably say fairly, there's a little maybe two or three sides more than that, and that's why I think it's going to be a really exciting season this year,
1: Shawnee. When you look at the spine of them, you know, Emmy Martinez, you've Concert, you've Pow Torres, um, then you've Douglas louise McGinn always puts in a shift, Camara is there, come in, highly yep. rated. You <laughs> go through all this, Shawnee, and then you look at Ollie Watkins up front, Diabi's playing out of his fucking skin, Bailey seems to have found a spot where he either starts a game and does an hour or comes Mm -hmm. on for the last 30 and impacts games. Um, Tielemans was being floated around every club in the country in the summer. He's come in and just comes in and does bits of them every every fucking week, Shani. You know, it's some teams when you see them up there, you think, ah, they're up there, but when they drop off, you know, but these just seem very honest, you know, committed players that know what they're doing. It doesn't it feels like it feels like they're building something rather than they're at that pinnacle and they'll fall away because this is just a flash in the pan. That's what it feels like with me for Villa. And I don't I don't think I'm over-egging them by saying that.
2: No, I, I, I think that massively understated. I think um it, it it's it's killed hanging out the wax lyrical about Brighton and the directors of football and the manager at his and the type of players that yeah, and everyone coming yeah. to smash snatch their players. Like they've won one league game since September. And people would have you believe that Villa are trekking behind them. Villa are Villa are exactly what you see in the team. They're a, a squad full of really good players managed by a really good manager. And he has a system there where he's utilising each and every player to the best of their ability. And there's some like some like Emmy Martinez woke up winner, Pel Torres, Spain International, Douglas Luiz, Brazilian International, Ollie Watkins had to find himself in the England team. And Diaby, a super signing. It's all gone well. And one of the better players has been injured, like Jacob Ramsey. Like I think everyone on this podcast knows how big yeah. of a fan I am of Jacob Ramsey. They're still missing some players with players to come back. So yeah, I'm not at all surprised by Villa. Like one thing I always find myself saying. Every week, after that we battered them at Anfield. and I'm thinking, Jesus, that looks that looks a better result every time. More than more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the teams they've been picking up points against and they're really really difficult to beat at home. They've struggled a little bit on the road, but that's fair with Europe as well. They are gonna find themselves like that, and I think it comes down to it as well, Gav. They've they've now earned a load of money and a little bit of ambition, and it goes a long way. And they never show in the transfer window. Uh, but it's not for I want to just just chuck a money about. They've done smart business with the players that they brought in. That when they went big, they went big, but they were convinced of it. Like I think they might command a big FIFA for Douglas Luiz in the summer. I, I know there's be plenty of teams after him, and then I, I'd back them to do the job to to kinda bring someone in because like Brighton as well, their recruitment has been very good. So now I'm not I'm not at all surprised. I think they're actually in the top four at the moment. Am I wrong in saying that?
0: Yeah, I think they're far, Yeah, they're,
2: they're it. level well, on points. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Look, and I'd, con- I'd consider Liverpool after having a really good start to the season, considering the fixtures that we've played. And Villa Villa have been brilliant. And like Dave said, it's not like it's pragmatic and just effective football. They play really attractive football. Like that, that was mm. a that was a brilliant game of football yesterday between themselves and sports. They could have easily found themselves 3 2, 3 1, or 3 0 down at one stage, but. They play ourselves in and Emery has pedigree. Like I think outside of Guardiola and Klopp, he's more pedigree than anyone in the league. Mm. So um look I go as far as saying I reckon if you would have given Emery that arsenal team <laughs> last year going away to Anfield, he probably would have won the league. He probably would have seen the league trip. But I do believe he's that good of a manager. So again, I'm not at all surprised. Uh I think that massively downplayed. I think those teams getting kudos way ahead of them. The they've the
1: most, sorry, they've detoured the most points in 2023, so far.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that as well. Like, you see, he comes in, he picks Villa up off the floor and is basically, I think he's, I think they're averaging two and a half points a game since he's mm. come in. Something <coughs> like that, they're, they're, they're there or which is Champions League form. Like, that, that's, that's Champions League form. And, if the coefficient hands up, holds up, which I think it will because I see the likes of Villa and Brighton may be going deep in Europe. Like yeah, top five Conference might League be yeah. enough. Mm. Top five might be might be enough to see them in the Champions League. And again, I think if they were to, to get into the Champions League, the way their owner is, he'd broaden the horizons and they would look to bring people in. Because like I'm not just saying it to take sweeps. Like Villa is a bigger football club than Man City, if you ask yeah, me. Of course, it's a bigger yeah. football. Yeah, that's, that's just the way I say it. Like, there's more there's more history and heritage there. They're a bigger club. Um, so, yeah, it's not not that I have a soft spot for Villa because they can be a real pain in the hole when they want to be, yeah. but uh, they're a really good side with a really good coach. And when you look at the table, uh, it, it shows completely.
1: The co- the coaching thing is, is is a big thing because Gerrard's there. And if you look at the squad that's there now, Gerrard has the vast majority of them. And they just aren't playing for him. Whereas Emery is seen to come in and go, listen, this is what we do. And maybe it's a, Gerard's well respected as a footballer, you know. But Emery's really like Emery was just fucking picking up your your, your way for cups, like he was going down the shops. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a joke, like you know what I mean. And he went off and went back somewhere, and I think he might have went away in Sevilla. Did he go back and?
0: Just he won with Sevilla.
1: He and, won with Real. He got Arsenal to a final. Like yeah. he's so great. He, he, knows, he knows. He knows exactly what he's at, and I think. Like, Shani mentions the, the owner, and, the, and there was there was kind of stuff thrown at the owner when they come up about spending all this money, but when you look, they've clearly went and said, look, we need to get as close to best-in-class as we can here because mm. we, we're willing to put the money in, but we seem to be putting the money in, and it's just maybe just not the right player but he's starting to pick them he's starting to pick them and go put him in there we don't need a clean sweep here just put him in there put a Torres in there you know put a, get a Diaby we need more pace Wyatt get him in there and he's starting to just tick them over and like Sean he said if they if they end up at the top table of European football with more revenue coming in um, and, and you know Unai you know, Emery giving more funds to Maybe turn around and go, you know what, Matty Cash isn't right or right back, I'm going to go and get, yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that. I, I think there's a <clears> huge potential for them there. And, you know, we, we kind of were easy to write off teams after six, seven, eight games, maybe right, but we're 13 in here. You know what I mean? And mm. someone said there, they, I think they have City and Arsenal the, over the next couple of games. And that's going to be, you'll see exactly where they are. If they take four points out of that, they're as strong as anyone in the league. Yeah.
3: They're as strong I mean, as he's, anyone he's, in the league. Sorry, I was just going to say, he's not fucking around as well. You know, I was covering his, uh, his interview at the weekend. And I think they're away record. I think they've only won, I think it was only two or three that they've won. And he was seething how they've played away compared to all those wins they've had at home. So you think you're going away to Spurs, a club that Villa are right now, which we're not want to talk in top tier like yourselves in City yet. But for him to be talking that sort of language... At this stage, with the squad he's got compared to those those teams above him, I think that says a hell of a lot of what he's trying to do, what he's expecting to do around there. Mm.
1: I think, but I think, like like Shani says, the size of the club, they yeah they wouldn't feel out of place going to a Champions League as a Not club. You know, they, I think they won the European Cup twice. Um, yeah. You know, and they they won't feel out of place. But a lot of people go, oh Villa in the Champions League, that's just recency bias that's just people that think football existed only from 1992 onwards it's they wouldn't look out of place for me and, and i just think the the infrastructure they have there the manager they have the players the level they're at now and what they could potentially go to while at villa or what they could bring in to supplement what they have there mm-hmm. and I think, I think,
2: Gab, is you're talking about supplement there, like they've one of the most uh prolific academies in the country like they saw two lads there in the in the summer for nearly 40 million one down to the champ Uh, one to Sheffield United uh, Cameron Archer I think they got 26 27 million for them and they got I think they got 18 or 19 million for Aaron Ramsey who was Jacob Ramsey's younger brother so they're well run it's it's not like some sort of mm. the elephant in the tree analogy where you're like right out there but how the fuck did they get there like mm. it's it's all it's very taught a thought out and planned process I think they, like you said, the best-in-class manager. I genuinely think that if you were sitting down with Villa, Illinois Emery is about the highest calibre of coach that they could have got. They were mad to get Alonso as well before they even got him. They were looking at him. So it shows you that they do have their fingers on the pulse yeah. in terms of, of what's going on. So, look, uh, we've we'd counted on the podcast a few times. Like, and there's like, a lot of reasons to be optimistic around Aston Villa at the moment.
1: What what a podcast he runs by the way, and um, the Villa podcast. Yeah. It's just literally it's him bonded. and his brother are just having the best time, um, like just fucking taking the mick out of everything, um, and mostly themselves and Villa. In fairness, they're not just having a go at anyone they
0: feel like it. Um, listen, the one thing I would say about Villa before we move on, you do this all the time, you know, yeah, you just, I've let you, I've let you go, I've let you, go. yeah, I know, yeah. Now I, I think, think they back do back need, in. they do need a bit of luck with injuries with Ollie Watkins because yes. I don't think they have a lot of depth up front i think yeah. you're looking at, i think john duran is the next taxi off the rank and he's not going to be a prolific striker so yeah. i think he's maybe it's something think, they'll he? address oh, he's all right. He's, he's young and he's raw but yeah. i think it might be something that he might need to address in january to sustain a push because the players pick up injuries yeah, yeah. it can happen and, and they lost really they lost running. danny ings didn't they, they let in Danny That's, Ings. yeah go and ings went to west ham yeah but i think the problem january, there was it? it was a bit of a strange one when he came in because it was like and I don't know if it was Gerard who brought him in, but they were shoehorn and two strikers in, and it was like Ollie Watkins suffered from it because he was pushed out wide. So I think it worked out well that Danny Ings was moved on, but you do need something in there just in case it goes tits up. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair.
1: Um <coughs> before we move on, you're probably gonna see in the live chat as you're watching, um, these little membership gifts thrown up there right what happens is we've thrown in five someone else has thrown in five if you see them on the screen just click on them and make sure you opt in for get membership gifts they get spread out automatically but if you have it turned on that you can accept membership gifts the the chance there you might get one so just do that if you if you can all right um staying in the midlands um wolves and i have sympathy for nobody i'm going to be honest with you i don't have a soft spot for villa anyone i fucking hate every one of them all of them (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, I have no problem saying that, right? Um, but I might have to rethink yeah. it on Wolves because, Jesus Christ, yeah. this team. Um, Gary O'Neill is trying his absolute best. He, he's lost a couple of players. He's, the injuries, this, and the you know, And it just seems every week that the postman goes into the Premier League, picks up the registered letter and heads straight for Molyneux every fucking Monday morning. Mm. It's, it's, it's bizarre what's going on. Um, Dave, I come to you first. Like... <coughs> it's very easy to turn around your own club is being fucking done against, and look at this and look at that, and you know we've an Everton situation at the moment. Liverpool a couple of weeks ago are scoring goals that are grand, and that they're going I have to just mess it up. But when you take the, the you know, the blue tinted or the red tinted glasses off, and look at Fulham or look at Wolves, it's not a case of "ah, it happens at all, us all, it evens itself out." It's not the case here with Wolves. They have been absolutely done in. I, I can think of United away, I think Bournemouth away. Late on, with a penalty that was or wasn't, or a goal that was or wasn't, and then you see this at Fulham last night where there's two penalties that I think it's just like what is going on, Dave? Like, how is Gary O'Neill keeping his head? Because there's another side to this that I want to get to a bit, but how is he keeping his head in all this?
3: Yeah, I hope hope the other side you're going to mention of him is how good he is as a manager because I think that's a common theme that we've spoken about here, what we were saying about somebody. But initially, what you said there about what goes on with them. It's interesting because the sort of conversation we had last time I spoke to you was before the Everton 10 points shit that's going ahead now. We were talking, I was saying that Everton just seemed like the, the, the easy ducks in the water, the easy easy one that's just going to be taken not seriously by anybody else, like like what happens at City, which you guys have spoken about to the nth degree, um, given that there's been no sort of suspension or anything like that that's been done with them, and to connect what I'm saying about wolves to all this is they look like an easy target and they look like an easy target because they brought in a manager relatively zero experience to come in. Um club that wasn't wasn't doing so well. Um there's a slight touch on Villa, maybe, um, a while ago, that sort of comparison. He brought in a manager who I'm really, really impressed. With. I could see him going a long way, that lad. And I just think it's really, really easy if you're a referee. Who automatically have bias in their heads? There's, there's no question about that. We see it consistently. You know, every single week there's some sort of shit like this that happens. It feels like Wolves are getting it more because they're the easy ones to do it to. You you open up a paper tomorrow morning, you're not going to see any issue that's happened to Wolves in the back page. You know, you it's going to be something that you see that's further down the list, and that's because of the reputation they have as a club, in, in my opinion. Um, and they've got a manager, I think, can start to put that right, but. I don't know if you heard his interview um, last night. It was one yeah, of the best did. interviews I've, I've seen in yeah. a long, long time. He did five minutes on Sky. He spoke honestly about it. He said, oh, I, I went and had five minutes with the uh, referee in, in the dressing room. When did you hear that, by the way? He went and spoke to him. He said he spoke to him calmly. Um, it was so, it, it was pleasing to watch. It was a really easy watch and it was a really surprising one at the same time because he was, he was calm within the anger that he was coming out with. He's like, you know, what's happened with those two penalties? Uh, you know, it, it's just ridiculous that the referee didn't take, take control. I thought he, he said the traditional stuff as well, like where he's saying VAR shouldn't be here, um, Howard Webb should be doing various things and all that. But he was so um, he was so open. It was really refreshing to have seen a couple of lads uh, nodding their heads then. He seemed to me like somebody who would address this as a manager in the best way you could possibly get against the authorities because what you see most weeks is your manager whoever's manager it is when you've had something done to you you can imagine them being on the phone first thing in the morning to the FA saying fuck this fuck that what's going on really hot-headed stuff this guy looks really laid-back in that in that regard and I'm thinking maybe that's the only way you get something from these fellas if he's gone in and spoke to a referee how many would you see from another manager in the Premier League who's going off the heads when you've had something go against you in the VAR? They're not going to be able to do that. So I, I think he's got he's he's got a decent brain between his ears, that lad. Um, and going back to what you said, mate, it's been outrageous what they've got. Whenever I've watched them, it seems like they're just an easy target for many of these uh, with the VAR and with the referees.
0: I think I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly.
1: From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're hear in conversation with
0: business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
3: That is a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
3: want to do another stomp-you-out speech. It opened so, up so
0: many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal.
3: Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
1: There was, I think I remember watching them in a 3 o'clock game away at Luton. And I think they got down to 10 men... Um, I can't remember your man's name in midfield he deserved it Neto puts the 1-0 up and I think I think Lillie. Luton get a Luton get a penalty in um in the last minute of injury time um, and Never. I think that was a bit dubious as well yeah. <laughs> you know it hits I think it hits his leg or something it hits his arm or something and I'm trying to remember because there's that many incidents it's hard to remember them all but it it just, two weeks
2: in a row on the bounce the exact same pen I was given and then yeah, yeah. he got an apology for. they got an apology for the pen that was given away at Luton, and then it happens again next week Yeah, and then he got
1: was another a was a Barmuth something happened as well
2: he, got, he gets another apology last night and I think in the same way Wolves are fortunate, like everything, that Luton, Sheffield United, and Burnley are in this league because oh, well, not not yet, mate, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Look, I'm not taking swipes. I'm just saying that, like, if you if they went if they were going these sort of decisions were going against them and they're scrapping for points at the bottom of the table, with the amount of apologies, apologies that they have had from the PGMML that have been confirmed, like surely you could make a case that the fucking integrity is compromised because they're getting apology after apology every week like it's every other week at Wolves. and i just think gary on gary on looked like to me last night gone i'm just gonna have to go try offensive here because we're not fucking getting at it anyway and if i can kind of create an narrative in the media that i'm all right about it reps might be subconsciously Fucking a bit more lenient when it comes to decisions that are going away. Like last night was a fucking joke. I, I had no idea what was going on. But the like first the first penalty. The,
1: the first and, penalty. Um, the first the, penalty, the guy. The guy wins the ball. Yeah. Hits it off it's the Fulham player full. and he goes. And the second one, I think it's Harry Wilson might be going away from goal. And I'm like, yeah. what? How are you doing then, this?
2: I, I, I seen a thing. I was watching a thing earlier when you were discussing the refs, and I didn't know that. I don't know whether any of you and this just summed up for me. And I just laughed my bollocks off. For the first half an hour of the sports game yesterday on Sunday, the VAR wasn't working. Yeah, no correct. connection to the VAR man. Correct. In Stockbee Park. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Look, like look this is this is supposed to be the premier organisation, yeah. not in, yeah. in England, in yeah. European football.
1: Like, who who, by the way, who it's, do their do their fixtures eight to twelve weeks in advance. So it's, it's not like someone rang and went, "Have you a VAR unit there?" send it down to the London start of fucking sports stadium. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's you know
2: insane. how you know how wound up it gets me when people yeah. do it. like that, that's why we we, we try, knew, tread around it,
1: referees with you. <laughs> yeah, but
2: I knew that like, like, last week when everything was coming out right, and I fucking I hate Liverpool accounts that they were. It does me head in that. Oh fucking Chris cabinet's brother as a city. Season, season ticket like that's bollocks. If it's not Chris Cavanaugh got nothing wrong in that game the other day, but it was always going to be someone else, another ref somewhere else. It doesn't matter where they're from. It doesn't. It, yeah. it doesn't. You could honestly put fucking. So yeah. Alex Ferguson, ref in Manchester United games. It's a VAR. It's supposed to be an assistant ref. They're yeah. actually refing the games for them now. Yeah. They need the whole thing needs to be fucking. But well, the funny, the funny thing,
1: the, the the funny Start thing about the, the the it's, the, what,
2: it's all well and giving out about decisions that go against Liverpool. It's fucking easy to do that in your own team. It's easy to be fucking what's the word tribalistic, and, yeah. and it makes it gobshite our people sometimes. But when you see the shit that's going on with Wolves, like
1: it's the disgraceful. Well, what do you know, you, do you know thought, what I thought the worst part of it part was of your, last look, night.
2: There's players and managers' reputations on the line here. Oh, and livelihoods,
1: managers. livelihoods, and, and and you'll see a manager like Gary O'Neill could end up getting relegated with Wolves, and people go, "I'm not taking a chance on him." Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and he reckons he reckons he's he's about seven points down in the season. and I think that's about a fair number. But the thing yeah. about it, for, the thing about it for me last night was, and I'm, I'm going to throw a different angle at Keith in a second. But the the thing about it for me last night was the first penalty he gives right, and it's like oh, yeah, right, no, it's a penalty, we're staying with it, blah, blah, blah. The second one, he doesn't give, right, and it's it's literally like watching the decision against Ashley Young the day before. That's what it's like, because the referee in that game doesn't give it, runs over to the screen and goes, it's a penalty. And then in the full one, he doesn't give it, and then it's like, oh, check that, check that. He runs over, and he's literally fucking, you know he's going to give it. And the reason, and it's literally like, oh, I'm over here checking. I have to give this now because they've called me over. So they yeah. think it's a penalty. And Why it was like a rerun of it, it. And it, it was nearly yeah. like, I have to give this because yesterday there was a similar one where a referee didn't give it and was brought to the screen. If I don't do this, they're going to show at me for consistency. But that that's not what consistency is. Consistency is getting the decisions correct and being having a head in your shoulders about it it's not oh that one was given yesterday, I'm given that one today even though even though the, the circumstances of how the referee moves in the whole thing is similar it's not the same situation Fulham or Everton the one against Ashley Young is a penalty because he's lazy and sticks his foot out instead of running with Martial that's the truth the one with Fulham he's just standing there and your man goes over and it's meant to be enough to bring a fair fella over. It's not any little contact. It has to be enough to throw you on the ground. And I don't think it was yesterday. But, Keith, the interesting thing off the back of this is... We talked about Gary O'Neill. Dave's right. He spoke so well on Sky last night, right? He could have went fucking mad. And Sean, right as well. He's probably going on a, a charm offensive to try... You know, if I shout and scream, it's not happening for me. So I go on a charm offensive, and maybe that the wheel will turn him. You know, it'll come back around to us. But when you look at how he acted last night, right... And you go back to, and this isn't a red tinted glass thing. This is actually a thing. Jürgen Klopp gets done for a ban, quite rightly, right? For a ban, for his, his attitude towards a fort official, I think it was, right? And he gets this ban, right? One suspended or whatever, right? And then Virgil van Dijk gets done for a sending off, which you can argue over, but he's abusive towards a referee. He gets an extra game ban, right? And a hundred grand fine. And it was basically, this is the precedent we're setting. Right. and precedent mm. seems to be a major issue with the Premier League, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Right? And then you've seen Heckingbottom go absolutely nuts after the Spurs game, a Sheffield United at Spores when they're beating in injury time. You've seen Arteta go fucking insane after Newcastle against Arsenal going back four or five weeks ago. And you've seen Lewis Dunk get sent off a of Forest for... Um, it's a yellow, and then he says something to the referee, and he gets done. And it seems to be that even the consistency there, Keith, isn't it? And I'm not saying it because Liverpool manager and the Liverpool player get done, because I think they were right to be done if that's what they've done. And it just seems to be, look, Gary O'Neill is now standing here going, I better not open my mouth because what's happened to teams before. But there's, there's people, managers and players in between that are doing the exact same thing, Keith, and nothing's happened to them. Like, Bottom should be sitting there with a ban. So should Arteta. And Lewis Dunk should be a hundred grand lighter in his pocket after the weekend. But, but that's not even happening
0: yeah look there is huge inconsistencies there and it's one of them things like gary o'neill i think is i think he's handled it excellently i think he's being very measured but like i don't know how because the stuff that they've put up with i (laughs) think it's been fucking fucking (laughs) disgraceful like that game last night I, i don't think either were penalties and i think he was quite magnanimous by saying that he was willing to have a discussion about the second one but even that, you know, Joe Gomez is clearing a ball. He's not tackling. He's, he's clearing a fucking ball, and your man gets in front of him. I think Fulham should have had two players sent off. I think, you know, the the um, the American lad Tim Ream should have got a second yellow, and the headbutt by Carlos Vinicius, and he came out with some shite that he didn't headbutt him hard enough, and you're like, what? oh yeah. So, if What's so you're a so miss, now? it's all right, That's isn't what it? He said. That's what they said. Gary O'Neill said that they they said, "Oh look, we we seen it was a headbutt, but there probably wasn't enough power in it." And you're like, "What is happening here?" And he's getting this every week, every fucking week. He's having these decisions, so he's probably in a thing. Saying, so if you look, swing a dig, if you swing a dig at someone, and miss them. Sorry. That's, well, that's what they're saying. Yeah. That, that's essentially what they're saying, and I think that's crazy. But he's, he's having these decisions every week. I think if ever if someone was entitled to go and say, "Listen, this standard of refereeing is abysmal in this league. We need something done about it." And he's been quite measured about it. You know, I think I think Mikel Arteta, for example, let's use him as an example. I think I think he was not unlucky. I think Arsenal were unlucky because I think there's a foul in that goal. I think uh, Gabriel is fouled. He can't win mm. the header, and it goes in. So I genuinely think that's a foul. I think Mikel Arteta, the way he went on and the way Arsenal backed him, it was like it was the biggest injustice the world had ever seen. It was just a a decision that went against him. Like, Liverpool have had decisions, Everton have had decisions, everyone's had bad decisions. He came out, I was expecting him to be hammered, and nothing. Heck and bottom again, nothing. Gary O'Neill's having this, like, from the Wolves game at the start, when Onana cleaned out um, Dawson, I think it was, he's had, we've gone through them all. Like, culminating in last night where there's four decisions that go against him and he still has to just say, look, I think Sean, he's onto something that he's maybe trying to deal with charm offensive because I think he's looking at it and saying, if I say out here, like what, like what are you going to do to me next week? Do you know what I mean? Like how many blame what are you going to do to his I'm team next with? week? But yeah, it's it's but not that's... even that.
1: It's Gary O'Neill is sitting there going, if I, if I go mad, are they going to treat me like Jurgen Klopp? Right? Or if I stay as I am and just be nice about it and be, you know, whatever about it, am I just gonna keep getting these results because they, they just it continue to see me as a soft touch because I'm just yeah. standing there going But he alludes oh, look. to it, doesn't he? he well does he's, he's played it really well says. because he's been he's been really firm in what he said. Yeah. But he hasn't said it in a way that wolves have had to put, put out a statement backing what he no. said. Do you know the sort of Well, way- I
0: thought he was quite clever in saying that, you know, look, either I just accept it and we move on, or I can say that it's not good enough. You know, so he's not say, he's not really going to town on them, but he is sort of saying, look, this this isn't good enough. Yeah. I think he's well within his rights to absolutely run amok about it because it's disgraceful what's happening. And when we were speaking about this, Gav, it's like, you know, we can all have gripes for our own teams and everyone, you know, thinks they're, Getting hard done, boy. No, sports are the I most
1: mean, hard. Or Wolves are the most hard done, by Team. In the I've league, never seen. Well, I've
0: there. never seen that. Like the shit, that's going again. <laughs> it's just them. mad. It's like it's, it's like, like when, when when
1: when Wolves are in any position to win or even draw the game, they'll just find a way of doing something to them. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? What I mean? do,
3: you, do, you not, do you guys not feel that when you see an apology come out the next day, like you've got Howard Webb have we ever saying, "Oh, we apologise. Howard Webb must
1: have writers cramp at this stage.
3: Yeah. Well, this is it. But when they do that, do you, do you think they're doing it with a mentality of thinking, "Well, now we've done that." We're back with a clean slate, and we can do something like that again.
1: Yeah, or seems
3: to be. That, yeah, yeah. Or you expecting who, the who, the manager of the other team that you've done it to can't really have a right to complain if it happens again because they've already apologized. I, I, I think they're trying to like it feels like they're trying to justify what the decisions. Have yeah, they've happened. literally
1: served a sentence by writing this yeah, letter, exactly and, and, right, and, and yeah. you see, and you see oh, that's but that's the problem it. here. That's the problem here with with the Premier League and, and the PGMOL and them all mixed together, right? They don't look to advance themselves. They don't look to learn. All they do is they make a mistake, they say sorry, and they just go completely go back to what they were doing anyway. Because look, ah, that's over and done with. If it happens again, we'll do another apology. Like it's 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 off the wall, Matt, like how bad it is. And it just yeah, continues to simple. be that way. Well, there's
2: no accountability. So there's well, no there, yeah. but there's no accountability, Sean, in the
1: in the sense that if a manager comes there's out no and screams blue mortar, he no should be fined.
2: Gav, there's no, there's no jeopardy. There's no jeopardy. They've absolutely nothing to lose. Yeah. Andy Taylor gets sent down to the Championship, makes an absolute bollocks of a Paola. decision. Yeah. Paule. Like one of the worst decisions you'll ever see. And yeah. then the following week, he's doing the game of the week when it's yes, Chelsea yeah. and um, Man City. Yeah. So there's, there's zero accountability. There's no like, there's no way around it. They've already pigeon pigeonholed themselves with refs not being able to do certain amount of games, like, fucking... There's only 20, 10, 20 officials give or take that they can assign to certain teams now because of the fucking bollocks that's gone through. We can't put him on with him. We have to give this fella a little bit of time off because they were all back after the stars on the fucking VAR and they were all over the fucking place. There's no accountability. So, there's nobody above them to turn around and say, like, you're not fit for purpose and for that, you're out, you're gone. This act... um, the sack won the managers after the Arsenal game last year, Arsenal Brentford game. Can't remember uh one of the refs, sorry, um someone in the chat now. But after the Bobby the, the Madley, ref- was it? Yeah. No, 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 no. Another baldy fella. They're all bald.
1: They're all bald. They yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll
0: leave the Baldies alone. They're all bald. bald. That's you why think that's why Clattenberg you know, fucked you, you, off. He asked Clanberg you know, to shave his head and he said you know, fuck, you know,
2: fuck you know, off. There's you know, no, no. There's no Keats, be you'll be
1: referring that You'll be referring next
0: week, Keith. Yeah, <laughs> penal against Wolves. Them be, <laughs> yeah. them,
2: expecting them to be accountable is like fucking talking, expecting the talkies to vote by Christmas. It's not gonna yeah. fucking happen because yeah. at the end of the day, there's no jeopardy in it for them because it, it's a slap on the wrist and a week down the championship. Lee Mason, that's the one, and then. Yeah. Back, back, in you go there, son. And and by the time you get back in there, son, the heat'll be on someone else because they will have to make the yeah. They'll the they'll week. make a bollocks of no, something the sure weekend, I'm. so you can slide
1: into City and Chelsea to follow week and no and <laughs> that But the yeah. thing is, like, it's not even we're asking for consistency in, in decisions that are made on pitch, right? And and a process, and they've pushed back against this from the start. So part of me isn't surprised the way they carry on, but there's no consistency in in the way they sanction anybody involved in anything you know what I mean there's no consistency on managers having a breakdown and saying whatever players being abusive on a pitch like they and I said it the other night it's literally like they go right what's this week's special I'll tell you what this week's special is jersey pulling right and if anyone pulls a jersey this weekend there'll be 14 penalties in the Premier League and then the following week they just be back pulling jerseys and nothing will happen right what's the one the one what's next I'll tell you what we do this week shouting at the ref right if anyone shouts the ref book them and the next week you're fucking bawling at the ref and nothing happened. There's no consistency in their process. There's no consistency in their sanction, and there's certainly no consistency in the decisions they make week on week. Because all it takes is for for them to turn around and use their head, but they don't because they think they're better than everyone fucking else, and that's the be all and the end of it. They think they are supreme and they are above everybody in this game, and they'll they'll call it as they see it, and they don't care what happens. And yeah, how would Webb take? How would Webb write a letter? I'll, I'll,
3: what, what way do you go about changing this? You, get, you, get you put them all on
1: notice and you get rid of them. I've said this, I don't know how many times. You put them on notice and you get rid of them. And people say, oh, well, like, where would you get the rest from? Trust me. If you go to rest around Europe that are top of that class and say to them, listen, do you want to come and work in the UK the and speed. you're getting paid 150 grand a year up yeah, to man, possibly believe, wherever, and they'll yeah, man,
2: come. The Newcastle PSG game tonight is considered the best rep in the world, and he had a fucking nightmare at the end. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, all referees, all referees will, but what I'm saying is the biggest thing here is it's a mixture of ability and wanting to use the system, and these fellas do not want to abide by this
3: system. So, if you but, go up on what you've just said there, Gav, what you guys mm-hmm. have just said there in terms of fuck them all off, go look mm-hmm. around the best in the world, get yeah. them in. Yeah. Where's VAR go with that? Just keep that in? I mean, yeah. can you, because that's still going to be. Yeah, but the problem with
1: VAR is the problem with VAR, VAR, VAR is that it's people from the PGMOL that run the VAR. And what's happened is they all they push just, against it. The, they they're all mates. They're all this. They're all that, right? And that's the problem. They have pushed against VAR from the very start. It was delayed coming into England because of them. They didn't want to do this the first year. They didn't want to do this the second year. Now they're on to apologies. Um, you know, or they can't even speak to each other and say that's a goal. They can't even... They This season, they could not communicate that a goal was a goal. And I'm sorry, Dave, but if, if I'm in my job and my job is to drive a fucking forklift from here to there and I drive the forklift off the fucking Loben Bay continuously, I won't be driving a forklift I, next week. Yeah. They'll bring yeah. someone else in to drive that forklift, right? And people think it's a massive revolutionary thing to, to sack them off or bin them off. It's not. At the end of the season, you know, this isn't working. We're not renewing the contract, right? And we go around Europe and we get whatever referees we want because... The referees will make decisions and will walk within the system and will walk to make the system walk. They won't. They don't. They never they've never wanted to and they never will because they have this air of supremacy about them and it won't ever, ever, ever go away. And one of the biggest reasons for it is the fact that Howard Webb is the fucking head of it now. Right? Yeah. That's the one yeah. of the biggest, biggest reasons. But anyway, Wolves, I hope wolves do well at the weekend. I haven't a clue who they're playing, but they're probably one nil down already due to a yeah. fucking weird penalty. All right. Um so that's how it goes. Um Moving on, Dave, Everton. Um we spoke a couple of weeks ago. You were on with us and we were speaking about what Everton, I think it was before Everton got their ten point deduction. Um there's a lot going on um around it. Um But I wanted to talk to you about the effect it's had on Everton, right? Whether it's right, whether it's wrong, we might me and you might have to do a show on this another time where we just go yeah. in drill into right or wrong. But I'm gonna put it out there, Dave. I think the 10 points is not good. I think they still stay up because what's around them is appalling. But, I watched them Everton players go onto that pitch at Goodison on Sunday and genuinely, it was like they were standing in a in Istanbul at a mad away game and they were looking around and going, what the fuck is going on here? And I think it showed in the first 25 minutes of performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all out there and they're all being interviewed one after the other before the game. Oh, we're right in this, we're, we're all together, we're this, that, and the other. And it's very kind of scriptish, right? Um, and that's fair enough. But how long, Dave, before this drags players down if they're if if they yeah. looking at their five, seven, nine points off safety? How long before it just drags them down, feel sorry for themselves, and this turns into a, an absolute disaster for everything?
3: There's a bit of an ironic in what you've asked there um, because beforehand well, up to this point. We've only won one home game so far this season. That was home against Bournemouth. We've got an horrendous record at home. Mm. Goodison, again, ironically, has been a bit of a shitshow for us for quite some time now. Not too sure why that is. Um, and this is to do with what you've referred to in how they've stood up and looked when they've came in at Goodison when everybody's screaming with you know corruption cards on them and all that sort of thing. <clears throat> That's all well and good. That's what fans of, of most clubs are going to do if they've had injustices happen to them. For me, um, and looking more on the pitch than, than off it for a moment, I don't think that Sean Dyson and who he has to, to play around with hasn't found a system that works when we play at home. We'll go into that a little bit more deeper in a bit, I think. But I, I said that just before we, we started, and I said this on our podcast the other day about this, you have to appreciate at times that, the people who are playing football are human beings. They have emotion. You've played games where, and we've just spoken a lot about it <clears> there, you've got like, you're looking at managers who are kicking up a fuss and getting all sorts of fines for things and players as well. Two players going off and they're crying and things like that. The, 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 us four went and played football. We have the same sort of mentality as everybody else who does it who's a human being. That, I think, has been underplayed um, since we were given... This um, deduction a couple of weeks ago now, because you you've got you've got a lot of lads coming on there. I they spoke to Ashley Cole just before it started, and he's got he said well, you said it all uh, yeah it's, 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 there's no justice of it. We need to do this. We need to do that. They're just words. They're just words. When you come on at Goodison and everybody was thinking that this first home game, <coughs> excuse me, against Manchester, <coughs> probably the best best opposition you could find to play this game when you're all pissed off, you don't want to kick off and throw things and fucking swear as loud as you like it, Goodison. There's going to be a really hot atmosphere. All those sorts of things that you guys will hear when any derbies at Goodison. Oh, you know, it'll be really difficult with going there because we're hitting all this fuss and whatnot. I actually think that went against the, the players when they came on the pitch. And I completely agree with what you said, the way they looked, body language... I mean it, it, it's there's there's been no precedents of any of this happening this way I know we've seen the Duchess in the past with like Pompey and Leeds and all that years gone by this happens and they're going on to a pitch where they've never experienced this sort of reaction so in a funny way I think the the way are screaming our heads off as fans about injustices and all that stuff probably gone against them because they're not they're not aware of the context is constantly in their mind anyway how the we're in the bottom three. Luton won the day before, so we're five points away from getting out of the relegation zone. All there's all of that in, in 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 a pot as well there. And you add to the fact that you've got fans screaming all over the place. So if you think you put a pass out of out of the pitch, if you think you've thrown it out for a throw-in by mistake, you're sitting there as a player thinking, fucking hell, these are gonna bollock at me here because we're all screaming and shouting that we need to badly win this game. And I think I think the context of everything that went around it. Went went far too against who we actually started in
1: that game in the first eleven. Yeah, it's. It, I just thought. It, I just thought it was very strange, and I just when when I was watching the game, I just thought to myself, "These look overwhelmed by this. These look absolutely overwhelmed by this." And like Keith, I don't know if you watched the game, right? But mm-hmm. you know, they're holding up the cards, and and they've every right to do that. If they feel the, the the Premier League are corrupt, you know, um, I don't, I don't know if corrupt is the right word. I think. You know, I don't think there's a precedent for what's happened here. Um, I don't think there's a precedent before it. I think the, that argument over 10 points, I think, is quite a valid one when you think if you win into administration, you get taken off nine. You know what I mean? So that's that's a valid argument to it, you know. Um, and the City thing, look, that's going to take an awful long time to sort. Simple as that, simply because the amount of charges that are there. And City aren't being upfront about it Everton, were. where. But, Keith, when you watch the game, right, everything fans aren't cheering for everything they're just cheering against everything else and the players have to hear that right and then what happens is every decision that goes against you you feel like oh look what they're at and you just slowly but surely eat away at your own belief that you can get out of this do you know do you know what i mean keith it's uh, and it's uh, is it about is it about channeling something in the right direction and saying right listen what happens, in, and decisions may be decisions, but we can't hold that against what's happened for this off-pitch stuff, Keith. Because I think as bad as all them teams are down around there, I think everything could be the worst enemy here if they continue to react to decisions on the pitch like it's
0: been a follow-on from what's gone on off it. Yeah, I think if it's hit the nail on the head there, Gav, I think uh, everything could be the, our most enemies. Sean, touched on it earlier about the, and yourself, you might as well, you might have said it as well the shite that's down there this year. There's probably no better time to get a 10-point deduction for Everton than this season. Because the standard, i seen something about Sheffield United out of the top five leagues in Europe, 96 teams there, 96 ranked in most of the categories in it. it was staggering there. Absolute dirt. Everton are their own worst enemies in the sense and, and you, you are spot on there. It didn't seem like it was a galvanizing atmosphere. Now Dave would know better. He's on the ground over there. He'd know. No, you're right.
3: Like, you're uh, right. You're, you're absolutely spot on there. It's the exact opposite of what you're expecting. Yeah. What you've said there, mate, saying that you become your own worst enemy when you're trying a little bit harder in something rather than staying relaxed and, and cool about it and taking it. What you've said there as well, again, if, you agree in, if there's a time to, for it to happen, if there was a Premier League a twenty for it to happen, now's the time. It's become a little bit too cliche given the, Luton have started looking all right. You know, looking like they're going to be battling this. Burnley and Sheffield United look like they're on their arse already. Admittedly, but that's that sort of way. I think. Well, that's where you need to take a step back and take the context out of your head, with all of this. And I think you you, you bang on there, in terms of you do you become your own victim. The funny thing about that is, as well, we've looked much better away from home in general before yeah. all this shit came along. And is that just is stick that, to it? Yeah. Stick that theory. Just stick with that.
1: Yeah, and 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 that's keep uh, That's another thing. Like. That's the
3: thing. Like you can either
2: use what's happened as like create a siege mentality, but yeah. it, it's a fine line between the siege mentality and then just it's just being toxic. You yeah, know? and it's and never
3: going out your mind. Going is it? It's, it's never it, going out your mind. It's just so yeah, try it's and get
2: just, it out as much as you can. It's more venom being spewed than fucking support to the players yeah. and, and yeah. a lift and, and getting behind and pushing the squad on. It's kind of like fucking... And look, whatever, however you feel about everything and, and that punishment, I think everything probably feel hard done by as a club because they've actually aided uh, the Premier League in this mm. investigation. And when you look at it that way, I think 10 points is probably a little bit heavy. But uh, I don't know. Am I, I being naive and just thinking that I think that goal just knocked the bollocks. Yeah, I was going on. to say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It
0: couldn't have happened. There couldn't have been a worse thing to happen it, at the start like of that it, game that they bang in a goal at yeah, a season it's job. Kind and that's like,
2: it. It. It's kind of like the old adage keep it tight, force 10 and don't give up. And then that yeah, happens but, and but, you're coming.
1: Like, like, it do, it, no, it does, Sean.
3: He's shinned it, though. He d- I'm still not it. <laughs> Dave's convinced he it. But the thing know, is, okay. like
1: it, thing you, is, that goal like, is a joke, right? That goal is a joke. Yeah, but but for the first twenty-five, everything, everything, are all over the place, and maybe it did knock the stuffing out of them. But for the second twenty, for the last twenty minutes of the first half, United are all over the place. Like genuinely, at one stage, Luke Shaw. The ball is played to my left back and he actually crosses it into his own box for Everton to attack. And that's the truth. And if anyone doesn't believe me, go and check it out. Luke Shaw crosses, loops the ball up with the air for Calvert Lewin to go and have a go at. (coughs) Right. And (coughs) I'm thinking, right, United survived the halftime. Everton need to come out now and go for it. But Keith, they come out, a couple of decisions go against them, right? And all of a sudden, boom, players are on the floor. Crowd are on the floor. And United get a penalty and and then it just gets worse and worse and half of them are out the gate before 90 minutes is up.
3: Keith? That's the theme, both the the lads here, that's the theme you've both been on and that's nailed it where you think you make that against you because it it hasn't been given to you. Rather than cracking on and thinking, these bastards, we need to go and get them properly, free kick that goes against you or you don't get one that you think you should have, it's like, fucking hell, the Premier yeah, League because, again. Yeah, because, because Sean Dyche. The refs against us,
1: you know what I mean? Sean, Sean deich on the penalty is actually seen, and I lip-read I lip him, and it's like, this is embarrassing, he says, when the penalty's given. And I'm like, Sean, you haven't seen the fucking replay. You're standing there, right, which are slightly undersized short as you lift your arms and go mad. Like, you haven't seen the replay. This boy has, and everyone has, and everyone has seen is a penalty.
3: I think he was screaming that it was the fact that he still started actually young. Maybe oh, so, you know, yeah. And he continues yeah, to do yeah. it. But then again, I've,
1: seen, I, I've listened to you about uh, Nathan Patterson. I don't think he's I've much seen better.
2: I seen a great tweet yesterday, and it kind of sums up. Uh, well, I kind of getting that in terms of everything and the crowd. Like I know we call them the Bill boys, but some bloke proper tweet yesterday, and it was like a collage of all the gowns on at Goodison yesterday, and the sun bloke wearing everything Christmas hat, and he has a card stuffed down the front of it that says "corrupt," and this fella just quote retweeted and go. That's him. That's the fella who sits in front of me uh, in the Lower Gladys and every time Leighton Baines be taking a corner, i be screaming at him, Don't hit the fourth man, Leighton, and Leighton Baines <laughs> for I hear you saying that in my fucking sleep. <laughs>
1: well I, I I always say I, I always say and I, I I'm I'm I, I, I've i I've, I've no problem saying it. everything at three o'clock at Goodison. And you're watching it on your IPTV, and the, the microphone is right down beside everyone at the Bullens. Um, yeah. It's incredible to listen to because it's just, it usually, what happens is it just ends up being, you can't hear the commentator, just one fella in the Bullens absolutely shouting the exact same thing for 90 minutes at just various people and it's incredible like i literally just i wouldn't even watch the match i just listened to it because it's i just think it's amazing no idea to move this
3: guy yeah no no there's like Uh, i I
1: think i think they're going down going where is this fella again just stick the mic right in front of him because it's fucking it's probably more entertaining (laughs) than what's going on on the pitch keith they're, they're five points off the drop right the five points off the drop. It looks like there's an appeal coming with, with regards to point deduction. They feel hard done by whatever. The protests, I presume, will continue on, whether they're home or away. But, Keith, we've said it before. There's teams around them there that aren't good. You'd still, I still fancy Everton, with a five, even with a five point start, to get out of this. Um, and all, did he the, 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 just have to decide, right, let that be dealt with over here? We are five points off the top of air table right now and we need to overhaul it over twenty five games. That's what they need to do, Keith.
0: Yeah, that's what they need to do. And I don't think they will. I don't think I think there's there's this sense of everyone's against us at Everton and they feel like everyone's sort of, you know what we've said there there should be a siege mentality but they're not getting that because the home form is so poor usually it'd be like right let's make Goodison the fucking bear pit for the rest of this season but as dave said i think they've one of the worst records what was three played points?
1: Five, or four points played one, won, lost four i think at home i think it might be yeah like, uh, we got, funny enough we lost to
3: fulham and wolves in the first two home games sorry
0: they played yeah. seven at home they've they've yeah, one more, last one, five, one, 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 one drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So four points at home, but they've they've got a very good away record. And I don't know if that's conducive to a siege mentality. Do you know what I mean? Usually, I like well, we're at home. We're gonna make this place a fucking dump for people to come to. That'll intimidate the opposition, but it will it'll um, alleviate the Everton players. And you just don't see that happening. And that's where I'm like. Why is that not happening? Now, I know you can't really judge it on Sunday because Garnaccio gets that goal. And Keith, not Keith, the so, stuff
3: Keith sorry to interrupt you, mate. Just that point you've made there on, on why you asked that question, why does it happen? I got pelters the other week for we drew one-all one at home to Brighton. They scored in the last minute. You probably saw it. A really jammy goal they scored. But yeah. they had seven, and sadly, I did a bit of a study on this. On every single game we've played, how much possession we have, on average, we have less than forty percent possession every single game. I had a few Evertonians message me on Twitter, a couple of my friends, saying, "All oh, right, you know, I can't go to Goodison and watch this anymore. I can't go and watch this when you've got and you you have got a, a, ten men sitting behind the ball all the time, and you've got the opposition who are just coming at you every single minute." And the the question I put to them is really simple: Does it work? Well, look at the away games. Yeah, it absolutely does. The fact that they're under this pressure from our own fans when they come home and feel that we have to play with such a level of possession and positivity and attack all the time. The irony is that doesn't fucking work. You've seen away from home that it, that it, it does work. And it's, just, it, it's typical of Sean Dice as well, if you look back on it. Well, he has team. to be
1: braver, Dave. He has to be braver. He has to turn around and go, listen, I'm going away to Brentford. I'm going away to Palace. I'm going away to whoever else they won against, right? And I've decided I only want 25% of the ball, but I'm winning the game. And I'm doing the no, exact same. I'm doing to... the exact same at home to fucking Brentford at uh, Goodison next week. And
3: yeah, you've got not, you I'm telling you now, Gav, there's, there's people that sit around me. You've got quite a lot of old people sitting around me. And you'll hear them saying, oh, I've, I've come all the way from where to watch this. I've had to pay to park my car. I pay this much for my season ticket. I'm not paying to come and watch yours play this shite. So I'm turning to, I'm like, having a lot of arguments with people saying, I'll pay as much as it takes for Everton to win a game. Look at the fucking scoreline before you start moaning <laughs> about that yeah. we're not knocking the ball and we haven't passed the ball a few <laughs> thousand times like a Man City or you guys. Yeah. Look at the I, fucking scoreline, you know. It's all about, and, and like I said, it's ne- that's why I keep saying to you, away games. I can't wait for us against Forest away than anybody else at home right now. <laughs>
1: mm. Well, which is I'm gonna crazy. Gonna get into that. to have that, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into them now. Um A look, couple of, a where, couple of. Look, I just want a couple of predictions, obviously. Uh, sorry,
0: Weren't
2: Everton and West Ham two of the best teams in the lockdown football. Like they were fucking... Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The we toxic fan bases were sort yeah. of West, away. West Ham, West Ham got or, 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 out of that, yeah. Even. Just yeah. don't need any
3: fans, mate. We just don't need any fans. yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ground's closed this week. We've got the excuse, haven't we? are not going to the stadium. You know what they should do? Football.
1: They should just start yeah. taking 500 seats out of Goodison every week yeah. until <laughs> they get to the level where they're going, right, listen. Twenty four thousand is actually the magic number here. We're fine, yeah. you know what I mean? And just, just randomly <laughs> taking them out, you know, yeah. fucking eight out of the bullets, seventeen out of the fucking Gladys Street, and people go What's all, this, what's all this fucking? What's, a, what's all this fucking room here? oh listen. We're just walking on something. Don't worry about it. We're just slowly yeah. moving. Use cunts out of fucking here. We're not telling you. <laughs> um, but look, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I think um, the whole the whole debate or the whole debate over. The points deduction the appeals it's going to rock on but i think for me and i think we all agree if everyone want to get out with this they need to they need to just really not park what's going on off the pitch just make that's an off the pitch issue let yeah. let that be done over there everything need to look and go right we need to get six more points than looting this season and um, with 20 in the next 25 games and whatever way we do it by hook or by crook playing great football or just sitting behind the ball whatever needs to be done has to be done because people don't realize if everything go down and this stadium is hanging around them. They are in a fucking world of trouble. And I mean a world of trouble. As an entity, they're in a world of fucking trouble. Because the only way they can get out of this is to get into that stadium keep that money flowing in. If that money dries up and they're in the championship, it doesn't matter what fucking stadium you have. It's actually it's actually a noose around your neck. And that's the mm-hmm. truth. And we've seen it with clubs before. Nice no, no stadiums go down all over the place. And that's where it is. But the weekend... Um, <coughs> A couple of games I picked out, Everton away at Forest, uh, Newcastle host Man United on Saturday night, Liverpool versus Fulham and Man City against sports. So i was just going to go around the table before we run. Shani, uh let's start with Newcastle home to Manchester United, where are you going with?
2: Newcastle win.
1: Oh,
0: Dave. Joe, sure. Keith. Newcastle comfortable win.
1: Oh, well you see I'm, I'm gonna go draw because I think Newcastle the numbers are starting to dwindle um of the amount of players you have available. I've seen their their bench tonight. Um Okay, fair enough. No one's no one's really gonna be united. Um Liverpool Fulham. Fulham get the win during last night. Liverpool get that good point that uh, the Etihad, had Sunday, two o'clock. Uh, Keith.
0: I'm at the game. Draw. <laughs> 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 oh jesus christ nah, you know the rule though win. don't
1: you if you go yeah. and you don't win you're not allowed to go anymore
0: listen liverpool win comfortable okay. easy peasy lemon squeezy shawnee liverpool full
2: three points i don't care what fucking way they come <laughs> Just three
1: points, home banker oh, okay um city sports sports still without some players i think romero still the well, ban. Demolished, yeah. 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 Shawnee are getting demolished.
2: demolished. They're gonna get pammed, yeah. They're gonna get pammed heavy, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, it feels like, maybe- not, not a,
2: like people are going on. Like, uh, people say that spores are <laughs> a dodgy side. Like, they've Mourinho's beating Pep with spores, and Conte playing pragmatic ball, knocking her up to Kane and Son, who were as good as a laid a tandem in the league at the time on the counter. This Ange fella. Uh, Look yeah. big uh, big set of stones on them, but not much going on in, in between the Owlers if you ask me in terms of fucking playing a back forward with Emerson Royale and Eric Doya and, and having them sit on the halfway line, City'll pick them off. I think they'll demolish them, honest mm. to God. I genuinely think it'll be it'll be a demolition job and then it's gonna be a kind of all oh, right now, Anch, you had your fucking you had your mouth in the sun, mate. Chill out there for a the minute and just fucking walk what You have until you get your boy. And I admire mm. it to an extent that he's having a goal.
1: I oh, did like, until he put eight men across the halfway line. Um, yeah. as I said, the, the halfway line against Chelsea. I that can was see
2: them getting palmed. I can see know? them, I can genuinely see them getting pumped. Yeah, because like when he,
1: when he gets done by Chelsea at the time, it's like you know, when you're playing FIFA and you hit the right on the d pad, just get ultra attack and you just keep fucking With hitting cha-
2: it. Yeah, the, that's what this is what I'm saying. They... They, they tried they, that was the, the nine men or whatever it was at the end. But they were doing it on the weekend as well. And Villa were missing fucking chance at that chance. Yeah. 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 Like, I was pulling me here. Watkins could have had a hat trick. Like you're not gonna give chances up like that to City because they will kill you. Because that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. They've, they've they've the best finisher in all football.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think, <clears> I, think <throat> I think I think I think City win win handy. Um just because of the player sports are missing and the center half that you have to go in i think your man ben davis is knocking about as well uh, which is the
2: court is injured again
1: he's out with yeah. two and a half months Oye Oye got injured as well did he yeah that they're, they're all injured they're all injured uh, yeah, I I think, they're Oye disappearing C- quicker than the seats are good in this stage under any plan and any regime uh
0: demolished say shawnee i think it's a handy win for city keith Uh demolished yeah i couldn't agree more i think they will be slaughtered this spores team i think pasta got away with murder because of his is persona and the, the the way the press treated him. We said it before, they they beat us in the 96th minute down to nine fucking men. They were getting beaten by Sheffield United in the 92nd minute and turned it around already, you still get the win. I think they've been very lucky, and I think they were overhyped. And when they start losing players and they start losing James Madison and then the injuries and the suspensions, I think they will be fucking slaughtered on whenever mm-hmm. that game is. Absolutely like 7-8-0. Malavolt. I think they will be. Malavogued beyond belief yeah okay (laughs) dave destroy it
3: yeah honey honeymoon's over isn't it for apostocoglio who's like many others i think you've sort of gone a bit too far in thinking that this genius who's come in from celtic and australia is going to be something totally different that he brings with him um listen to him last week as well and he said that he refuses to change the style that he's brought in with him Um, (coughs) and he does that particularly against man city um i'm leaning towards what keith well both the lads are saying there three, four, five, maybe. Mm. Um, one bit of sympathy I have with him is that he have got a lot of shite in defence.
1: Yeah. And the reason I think he, he plays this high line with the show he was, one or two of them had a bit of pace in Vendor van and Romero. And he just went, listen, we're playing high because if I sit in my box, these fellas just can't defend. Do you know what I mean? And then so, just
3: worked out that the, 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 the attacking side, Chelsea, had was quicker than them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then went, the best thing around this now is we've no pace. It's just leave 50 yards behind us to run into. Yeah. Um, and we've two men less than the other team, which is bananas. Um, I can't believe
3: they've still got Kulicewski, by the way, because he's one of the
0: best players in the league that needs to go somewhere else.
1: Yeah, well, he may deal with a does a Um, I, I really yeah. like him every time I see him. He's hard working he's really they, really good.
0: They were playing Brennan Johnson and and Brian Gill at the weekend, and that's like a uh, fucking uh, what's the pro evo teams making up players on it because there's no way that's it. There's no way that's a, no a Laiden top four team. Brian yeah. Gill, they couldn't give him away. couldn't loan that poor fucker out since he got him in. Yeah. and Brendan Johnson and then Dave's mate Richarlison still scrubbing about as well there I think we'll I get him back We'll he'll
3: go down yeah. with us we'll get him back from there the you go future. yeah but
1: didn't he have to get didn't he it isn't some what happened to Richarlison there was a weird one with him And some weird fucking Richarlison
2: yeah. he's out for six months he had to get that tattoo or a
3: Neymar removed off his back yeah. to full. <laughs> he's definitely got his Eviton tattoo fucked
1: off now anyway yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway last one Um. Forest Everton, Johnny.
2: I think Everton win. So do I. I'm not, I'm, I'm so not saying it because yeah,
1: they was here. I think they'll no, win. I,
2: I think it'd be the t- like because Forest want teams to come and try play expansive football against yes. them and sit down. When whereas I actually think the type of game Deutsch will employ on Sunday will make it more difficult for someone like Forest, and yeah. I think that's where everything will nick something because they always like the core Ray, is fucking seems to always pull something out of the bag for, for everything oh yeah I genuinely I only had a look at the, the fixtures there and I was thinking yeah I think it's probably the ideal team to play and that's actually fucking mad saying about a team that's scrapping for points you were saying that last week oh. Sean
3: yeah I, know, the but, against the yeah, I know, <laughs> but, when, but Luke Shaw yeah, was trying to fucking a give a his goals goal and he just wouldn't take them.
1: Up. He was fucking all over the place. It was like the bleeding, the, the goal at the, at the park game was on wheels and people were just wheeling yeah. their back and across. It was like something out of fucking Gladiators where you had to hit the target. It was mad. Um, I I I agree with you. I think what Forrest wants you to do is come out and underestimate them and, and open yourselves up to them and they, they're quite decent on the break. But they, they can see goals lots. Loads of fucking goals, and even if you watch Liverpool against Forest at Anfield, Liverpool get on top of Forest and then literally stand off and go, "Come on!" Actually, you, yeah, you can have I'm it for just, a minute.
2: I just remember the Regis time Forrest Forest win.
0: <laughs> 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 Arigis- the <laughs> you know mate Good job, he finished. You know what's like going to happen?
1: Origi's going to be declared not fit and the camera will pan to <laughs> him in the stand. And when it comes back, the ball will just be in the net. They've yeah. only been like that dog meme there. How did you turn this fucking
2: thing off? Where's the button to
3: turn this off? <laughs>
1: sorry Dave we forgot about <laughs> um, but no I think I think if Everton go out there and say to themselves you have the ball because Liverpool done it to the Milan field. Liverpool literally went to Forest come on you have it you come out come on and Liverpool just picked them off and took them and picked them off and I think they're easy to get at if you're disciplined and I always go back to Everton's performance away at Man City last season where they went in with three centre-halves, two wing-backs, and literally sat there and went, we're going fucking nowhere. Demarie Gray thing gets the equaliser. And they yeah. just went and said, we're going nowhere. We, we're not interested. We'll keep this at 1-0 till the 85th minute, and then we might have a little bit of a go. And if, if Deutsch is brave enough to do that away at Forest, I think they get a result. I think everyone come away with at least a point. But I, I, we're, we're giving predictions, so I'm going to go everything to win. Keith...
0: I agree. I think Everton win. Oh, I Dave, we're on fire is- here. <laughs> Dave's having a breakdown. <laughs> these I
1: fucking did. cunts. These cunts told me. Oh you geez, set me up for this. All three of you bastards <laughs> have set me up for this. <laughs> <laughs> On <laughs> WhatsApp, Dave, on Sunday, they'd be like,
3: fuck off. I want nothing to do with you. <laughs>
0: so Keith, you agree? No, no, I agree. No, I do agree. I think the, the away form that Everton have and we touched on, they're better away from Goodison. So the further they can get away from there, the better. I think the, 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 the protest that happened and the atmosphere that they generated in Goodison, it got knocked out of them with that leading goal, you know. And it, any team, it would be. I think they they have to just brush that off now and say, right, we're going away. As you said, let them have the ball, keep Divock on the bench, and I think Everton will win that one. And I think they'll actually win it comfortably. I think they'll they'll win it by a couple of goals because I just think I just think this is the 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 thing that's working for them. Is there a way for? Them? And I think that's where they're gonna do that push. I think if that if they don't do ahead, they are probably a bit of trouble. But I genuinely think they can win it by a couple of goals.
1: Yeah, when I, I look when I looked up the the fixtures straight after the weekend, looked forward to this weekend. And I'm only doing it because of our syndicate bit I want to see what team I'm gonna pick. And I seen that fixture, I went, do you know what? That's that's where everything is. They need to go away to one of these teams that are going to... Only oh,
2: yeah, in playing Sheffield
1: you know, as well, so it, it, that's another exception. But well, they'll, they'll both lose that. Yeah. They'll both lose. They'll both come out with nothing out uh, that yeah. two of them. Poorly <laughs> and Sheffield United, you know, will have less points this weekend after that game. Um, both oh. of them. <laughs> 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 uh, Dave, Dave, come on, let's make it a full house, Dave. We need positive vibes here for the F. I
3: think we've got a, a draw. I okay. think we've got a draw. Yeah. Um, They've and, refused and you, you, to align themselves with us three <laughs> anchors, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, that's the, that's the best way I can get away from <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not align himself with <laughs> these three pricks. <laughs> um, you, you boys will have seen him so far, but um, Jared Branthwaite has been... Class, he won't be at Everton in 18 like months. Mate, he's the, he's the only fellow we've got that you look at and think, yeah, he's not going to be here for a while because he'll go somewhere better. <laughs> the he of won't
1: them. be at Everton in the next 18 months. Not a chance. No,
3: we won't. I, I'd see him gone in the summer. To be honest with you, mate. Yeah. The money we get for it might be ironically the thing that saves us. You know. Yeah. Um, this game, yeah, I, your point you made about Forest themselves still, uh, funnily enough, another side that don't seem to fancy themselves at home too much. What's Brighton against them the other day. They ripped them apart in the end. And um, to go. And because they're thing, asked. And because
1: at home you're asked to come out and take an initiative. and I don't think it's suits Forest at all.
3: Yeah, so it, it, like you mentioned earlier before, I think after, they'll be both be trying to give the ball to each other for so much. You'll probably just
1: have 11 Everton fans, uh, players down one end, and the other lads down the other end, the ball in the middle, and they're just smoking. They're all standing yeah. there smoking going, ah, oh, look, I'm not interested either, boy. Listen, give yeah. us a shit when it's quarter to five and we get out of here. It mm-hmm. could be well, something like that, now, but problem. it's a point in the end. It would be a point.
3: No, and that's why I, I think I think it's we have to get a result. Like I, I mean that in a serious way. Um, and in a in a long way, really, we desperately need the results in this because if you have in our next three home games,
1: I haven't, day, but I have a feeling I won't be picking you in any syndicate. That's all I'm gonna say.
3: <laughs> Newcastle, Chelsea, City.
1: Right. Okay. Well, there I you mean,
3: go. everyone looks like Chelsea off because they've gone to shit under Pochettino, but still don't fancy having at home to them. So these are these are this away. These away plans we've got so far, I mate. Mean, that that seems to be all that's going to get at some point at the moment. Mm-hmm. So okay. all all fans need to work out the way is you know, supporting us at Goodison that isn't toxic. Yeah. Anyway, Don't draw it... anyway. Well, we're well,
2: well, um... race on the fucking 27th of December. You'll be letting them tickle the belly anyway. No fucking doubt
3: about it. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the, oh, city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get this
1: chair for Christmas, made for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not the tiger. Take- it, it's not the winning. It's the tiger. Take- remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's Book what we'll be saying. Anyway, <laughs> um, before this gets out of hand, we have to go. Um, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure, Shawnee. It's been an absolute pleasure, Keith. It's been an absolute pleasure, Dave. Um, the people in the chat. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. If you want to become a member, very easy. Hit the join button. You can become a member three ninety nine a month. Loads of shows including two tomorrow one at 10am where we just have a cup of tea and talk about whatever we believe and want to because it's their channel we can do what we like and at 10 o'clock tomorrow Davos coming on to pick his three players that he wants to play former Liverpool players that he wants to pay tribute to they are both member shows if you're in the live chat at any stage and you see a membership gift going up click on it and opt in which means that if a gift goes up there you have a chance to get one month membership and you can watch all our stuff for a month and then decide if you want to pay or not we're trying to do that for you as well um Check out the blue room, though. Honestly, it's honest. It's 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 genuinely very honest, balanced, everything. You can does. have a lot I, of I, it if you're red. Well, I, I I don't I don't miss it. I genuinely I mean, that, no, it. honestly, I think
3: we have more
1: reds than blues. The way and I don't, awesome. to, I don't listen. I don't listen to it to laugh me head off. Like I genuinely don't. I listen to it because I if I want to go and get mad stuff about everything, I can find that the click of a button. If I want to listen about how actually what's going on at everything and what how things are. Going on or whatever it might be, or the game itself. I love and listen to you. That's being honest with you yourself. Yeah, no, um, Matt, whoever's on, they're, they're all, they all seem sound fellas. And um, um, I don't know if they let me into the Denby Castle, but sure, listen, if I'm over there, sure, I'll go in if I want. Like who's going to stop? Well, me? they sponsor us, mate. So please make
3: sure you come. Yeah, I will, you
1: I will I will I will I will. The next time I'm over, I'll I'll, I'll go down to Denby for um for, for a mate. point. Definitely, need to catch up with you when you're over there. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Well, listen, that has been Tuesday night. That has been the Premier League chat with me, Keith, Dave, and Shani. Um We'll talk to you soon. Oh, oh, by the way, before we go, Emma Cavanagh claims that his dad used to do forklift racing years ago, right? And um, it's completely thrown Completely <laughs> thrown me. He says he used to race forklifts. And uh, I'm, I'm not over it. I'm not over it. I'm just leaving that never, there. Never, oh, that,
2: Never lift it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I'm, I'm just, I can't get over it. Um, thanks a million. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Forklift racing.